0: good morning good afternoon or good evening and welcome back to geeking in i am i i'm your party host so grab your bourbon your beer or your brew half a sugar and almond milk just the way you like it and strap in for another group of conversations about random stuff that we've got going on i am joined as always by the incredible the invincible the infamous futurist our tony stark how you doing
1: t Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. I'm really pleased
0: to be here, as always. Uh, and we're pleased to have you here. And we're also pleased to have our flex, our flexible friend, our Mister Fantastic, the Pajama Prince that was promised. How you B?
2: Hola, bon dia, bon tarde, bon noite.
0: And that is hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, just like we always say. Um, to our Brazilian listeners. Yay. I was waiting for some sort of acknowledgement there. Um, Yes, so um, uh, welcome to our listeners in Brazil. Um, We continue to grow uh, our listeners from Hemel Hempstead to Dublin, to Oregon, uh, to uh, Brazil. So thank you very much for getting involved in the conversation. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe and share Let's see what other mind-blowing countries we can set up and and, uh, get listeners in and continue this this random conversation we have going on. Um, And that Geeking in Pod is where to go for your joining in the conversation on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, And in the uh, bio there, you will find our Linktree link that takes you through to everywhere, including our Teesprings shop has uh, T-shirts, mugs, and masks. And the, mugs come, and the T-shirts come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, um, from uh, the tiny, tiny, so you can fit uh, and, and put your, your, your babies and your children in them, uh, to the, the very, very, very large. However, would it be large enough to fit on King Kong? <laughs>
1: That's good. Um,
0: so the first thing that we thought we'd talk about today is the Godzilla versus King Kong trailer, because this has done something that trailers should do, um, shouldn't be something that we we note and are surprised by. But my God, this has done it better than a lot in the sense of, um, I think all three of us watched this trailer and went, oh, "Holy shit!" It's the film that I wanted to see. I didn't realize how much I want to see this film.
1: I'm, you know, I don't even think I watched the second Godzilla movie, the third, I've lost count. I am not necessarily that into monster movies, but even before the trailer, when I saw that poster, I thought, damn. And then I saw the trailer and I had to message you guys. It just blew my fucking mind. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite something, wasn't
2: it?
0: So this is the, um, this is at the moment it looks as if this is the climax of the Monsterverse um, because we aren't aware of any other films on the slate of this franchise at the moment. Um, however, given the reaction of the trailer alone, I have a feeling there might be some urgent calls going in about additional scripts, but this is the build. So we had um, Godzilla, we had Kong Skull Island, we then had Godzilla King of Monsters, and now we've got Godzilla versus King Kong. Um, so it's the build. Um, Sati, so you've watched Godzilla in parts?
1: I've watched, yeah, no, I watched all of Godzilla. I didn't really like it, but then uh, I was looking back through a few couple of old messages and I realized... Um, <laughs> so I watched it with a previous guest of the show, Cisco, and another friend who um, spent his entire time talking through the movie and basically didn't let me give it (laughs) (laughs) eating popcorn louder than fucking Godzilla. So Godzilla never got a fair shout from me. I quite enjoyed King Kong. Um, I thought Godzilla was fine. I had no real intention to watch the second one because nothing about it appealed to me. Um, But now I will. Now this trailer is going to go and make me watch an entire movie that isn't this movie. That's how good this trailer is.
0: Um. B, what about you? Where how how up to date are you on the the current Godzilla
2: franchise? Yep, I'm I'm pretty much up to date. So watch them all. Yep, I have indeed. B, are you a fan um, of the
1: Matthew Broderick one? I quite liked it. <laughs> yes,
2: you did. What? <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't too bad. You know, you had a killer soundtrack. And
0: name one song other than
2: Jumurukai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had a killer soundtrack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the answer but, uh, is Puff Daddy. Come with me.
2: Yeah, well, there you go.
0: With um, it was Jimmy well, w- was it Puff Daddy or P Diddy? I think it was Puff Daddy at the time. Oh, okay, it was um, sampling Cashmere. Hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, a killer soundtrack in two songs. Um. I mean the design, though. I, you know, I, I, and I get it, and you know, they're trying to do something different. But the design of uh, Godzilla always kind of irked me on the on the the, the Broderick one. I want to say ninety eight. It
1: was very very nineties. So um, I, I wasn't particularly loyal towards the old Godzilla design or anything. So I, you know, I wasn't. The design was fine. It was all the human stuff that I just couldn't deal with. I couldn't deal with Matthew Broderick. I couldn't deal with the uh, the. Actually, Hank Azari was pretty funny. Probably the only redeeming character. And actually, sorry, <laughs> but Sean Reno and his team <laughs> are sitting there trying to be uh uh passed through to the, the things, and they start passing around gum. They're like, "Why are you chewing gum?" Because it makes us look American, and it really did. <laughs> like John Renner, the Frenchest Frenchman possible, looked so American chewing gum. That's about all that was good
0: in that film, I think. It it, it it for me it was the weaker of all of them and that's that's coming from my um enjoying the old Godzilla films. Um they were um they were cheesy. They were cheap-looking, um, and I and I absolutely adored them. My brother and I used to make sure we were setting the the VCR for Channel Four on <laughs> midnight or whatever it was, one yeah. o'clock, two o'clock in the morning on a Friday night, um, because they would either have um, one of the really old-school classic mm. um, uh, kung fu films, like you know Thirty Six Chambers or Drunken Master or one of those. <laughs> Or they had one of the Godzilla ones, and we just went through. My 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 brother to this day remains a huge Godzilla fan because of, um, because of 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 those tapes and um, watching them so much so that he's worried that this one won't live up to the nineteen sixty two King Kong versus Godzilla Mm -hmm. classic. Um,
2: that's that's quite uh, that's, that's quite interesting. King Kong versus Godzilla. And this time round, it's Godzilla versus King Kong. Well, so this is, it
0: has split the internet as whether you're Team Zilla or Team Kong. Mm,
2: interesting.
0: Um, you know, there is a lot of uh, pushing and shoving about, you know, which one, which side you're on here. Um, so let's do the rounds very quickly. Um, B? Oh, Got to go with King Kong. T?
1: Huh. Godzilla has been fighting on behalf of humans up until now, right yep. huh. but they clear the humans clearly from the trailer bring in Kong to fight Godzilla, so Godzilla's being set up as the baddie, so I'm going to go team Godzilla because <laughs> he's the baddie you're going do, <laughs>
0: um i I feel like I should stay beautifully neutral, but from the trailer. Um, King Kong seems to have the cooler bits, cooler, cooler moments from the trailer. Um, although my heart is is Godzilla. Um, I've got to go. Yeah, I've got to go with Godzilla. Really, after saying about you know taping the the, the videos at <laughs> you know two o'clock in the morning on a whatever. And the worst ones when they, they 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 used to preempt it slightly, and something else would come in, and see so miss the last fifteen minutes of the film. <laughs> Kids, you have no understanding. BCRs and timer records and all the rest—you have no understanding. Um, oh, oh,
1: oh, but, kids um, today. So, have you guys seen the Netflix Godzilla stuff, the trilogy, the anime trilogy?
0: I've seen the first one. Yes.
1: Very good.
0: Yeah. It was a bit. Well, I've... sorry. Come on. No, I'm going to say the same thing. I thought it was. I thought it was slow. Yeah. Um, a bit weird. I, I. I thought it was. Um, they did a good job of building up the mythos of the monster before you see him. But for the longest time you see kind of his back and his scales hmm. and things rather than him. Um, and uh, yeah, it just didn't quite, I mean the bit for me and, and it kind of comes through in the next two, but I've not gone back to watch it yet is um uh, you know they're, they're they're teasing and they're they're talking about having to get to the Mecha Godzilla um, factory. Um, so you know they're they're building to this this huge Mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla war. Hmm. But um, yeah, I haven't I haven't got that far yet. One day I will. But they they're, they're they're long. I wasn't expecting it to be a film. I was expecting it to be a
2: run of. Episodes right, hmm. it was a film, wasn't it? It, it was well, split into three, yeah, three parts, yeah,
0: yeah. But it's like a two hour long, yeah, yeah, bit Still long, yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it, yeah, I, I will go back at some point and
1: watch, um, part two and part I'm three. I'm kind of keen to just go watch um, some. again, just off the strength of this trailer, which has nothing to do with that one. Slightly random question. So I know they really scaled up both Godzilla and Kong for this particular universe. Uh, well, both. I
2: think they've really scaled up Kong. I mean, in the original Kong movie, he was he he, he climbed um, Empire State, didn't he?
1: Yep. Yeah. And now he's yep a side, the size the size of it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Um. So so sorry. Quick question about the Netflix one. So is it a huge Godzilla or is it a sort of okay, yes. That's that's yeah. more interesting, I think. The whole thing about um the the nineties one where somehow he was small enough to kind of sneak behind buildings or whatever.
0: <laughs> well he has to or she has to lay the eggs without anyone seeing.
2: Yeah, it'd be rude, wouldn't it?
0: For the, the for the, 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 the raptor babies.
1: Did you ever watch um, or were you ever aware of the cartoon that came out following that?
0: Really? of that one,
1: yeah. so it was basically you know another sort of Saturday morning cartoon in the same vein as how you know they made a RoboCop and a one of these uh, cartoons, right? Um, so this was the baby, the baby Raptor one that survived. Um, except he, it was now a good one. Um, I think they have some kind of controlling thing in his brain. So you have this plucky young group of teens who would climb on Godzilla's back and go and like solve crimes or fight crime or something.
0: It was awful. Uh, That doesn't sound good (laughs) at all. Um, But the other cartoon, the other Godzilla cartoon, was one that I loved as a kid. Oh, the 80s one. Um, Yeah, Yeah. Godzilla and Godzuki. Brilliant, fantastic. Is
1: that
0: the one with the stuff? Yeah, son or, or cousin or child or...
1: So something. this plump little one. <laughs> yeah,
0: which was the same same size as the human hmm. cast. Yeah. Um
2: And that Button, didn't they? Yeah. Brilliant. Ah, <laughs> oh, that brings face. Cowardly so nephew.
0: It was his nephew, apparently. And there you go. Um, 1978. Really? That was yeah. 1978, 1979. So I must have watched it on the reruns then. Well, I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> um, only two series of it. On, um, but yeah, that was that was that was my favourite. Um, of the of the the Godzillas. Uh, but I mean, it's interesting. We're talking about um, you know who the baddie there is because there is a lot of and, and it is whether it's this is the Godzilla apologists we don't know, but there is a lot of talk as to why Godzilla seems to be the agitator when he has been set up as the the savior for the last two films. I do
1: like think it's, um, you know he's trying to save the humans from themselves from destroying the earth or something, and that's why
0: so there are there are theories because why wouldn't there be theories based on a 30 second trailer um and um uh one of them is that it's all to do with his new standing as king of the monsters and kong is the one that hasn't accepted him as the alpha so that's the that's the fight um one is it's to do with the orca which you won't know anything about, but um, it's basically a, a, a communication tool that um, uh, is used to reach out and talk to um, the Titans, um, which is established in King of Monsters. Mm. Um, and the other is that this isn't Godzilla at all, and is actually Mecha Godzilla.
1: It'd be kind of disappointing if they didn't mecha Godzilla, but it just looks like Godzilla. I suppose you could have like the flesh torn away and the, the classic robot skeleton underneath Terminator style.
0: Yeah, I, this is the thing. I've, i I read that theory earlier and I'm I I kinda went backwards and forwards on whether I'd want a Mecha Godzilla that looks, you know, like a tank on two legs like mm. the original. Um, or whether I'd want it to be a little bit more kind of straightforward and and you could kind of rip it away to to show terminator style but um yeah it would be look like godzilla in theory um how do those three theories float your
2: boat mm, i like to have a theory of my own there's some kind of on mind control this organisation is controlling Godzilla to attack everyone so the governments all pull together to bring Kong on board and then they team up to take down this new organisation
1: okay Mm -hmm. I, I quite like that so yeah there's something around I like the team up idea and I like the idea that it's the humans that are the baddies. So they're doing something. In fact, they're building Mecha oh, Godzilla. Godzilla somehow see. got wind of this. He's like, come to basically bust all that up. They bring in Kong. Kong and Godzilla fight for a bit, and then they realize no, no, there's Mecha Godzilla hiding around behind that building. <laughs> Let's go bust <laughs> him up instead. <laughs> And then you have an awesome Godzilla and Mech Godzilla and Kong versus Mechagodzilla fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that sounds good to me. I'm, I'm all for that. I think it's um, it is. It, 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 I mean, I get you know. Again, it's it's the superhero conundrum, isn't it? That if you have two superheroes in a film. Hmm then they initially have to fight before they can be on the same side. Yeah,
2: it's just Batman and Superman again, isn't it? No. Batman and
1: Superman, there was no real conflict.
0: <laughs> no, there was. Martha. <laughs> That's because... Yeah, but there was no real conflict because their mum's name's Martha.
1: Yeah. If it wasn't for that, <laughs> conflict. Avengers is a good yeah. example where they fought for like five minutes and then realised, you know what, no,
0: And then just kind of at each yeah. other for the rest the of the rest film. of the ten films. <laughs> put it on the suit. Put it on the suit. Put it on the suit. Make me. Make me. Make. Put it on the suit. Yeah, I'm going to put on the suit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. It, I mean, it, it's just an amazing trailer. I think we'll we'll probably link it on Twitter, um, just in case you're listening to this and haven't seen it. But it's it's brilliant. It's just. Um, it's it's super popcorny, isn't it? It
1: is it everything is. you want and everything you've missed about your cinema experience. And I guess this is being released on streaming or
0: yeah. HBO Max. So it'll be in cinema and HBO Max. Um,
1: I do hope these things, will, you know, especially the big cinematic ones, go back to cinemas as as things reopen.
0: Yeah, so it's not in the plan for twenty twenty one, as we know. Although because of its, its cinematic release, um the story is that, that Warner Brothers are putting are are pushing Wonder Woman eighty four for consideration for all of the Oscars. <laughs>
2: including Best Picture.
1: I've not even seen it, I'm laughing.
2: Gosh, <laughs> Actually, what are they doing with the nominations this year? That would be oh, interesting.
1: Job, right?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: And and tonight. Mm-hmm.
1: Tough call.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting um
2: setup. Yeah, I'll vote for new mutants. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: oh, is that on this podcast? I, I don't I
0: don't think it is yet, but that might be because of the weird... I suppose it would be Fox, wouldn't it? So, in theory, it wouldn't have a home somewhere else first.
1: Were you a fan Um, of New Mutants?
2: Yeah. It was all right. I liked it.
1: Okay. He didn't say it's a great movie, which means...
0: No, so (laughs) this thing, as we go on... We get to understand the nuances <laughs> and the intricacies of, of B-speak. What, what do you mean? Which, which means, yeah, it was all right in that kind Look, of slightly high-pitched tone, rather than
2: I liked uh, it. And it, know, was, it was, was great a great movie. movie. It had. Uh, you see,
0: still, still, the word "great" is missing from your vocabulary when you describe this film.
2: It could have been uh, more, yeah. but but ah, it was see, still
0: a good and movie, and that's it. Dear listener, as we go on, we get to learn the bee speak of these things in the sense that it's all right, would mean that actually it's rubbish, but he doesn't want to say it. No! Um, don't poo-poo my
2: recommendations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> would, would I dare poo-poo you, sir?
1: Uh, What's so great about following your recommendations, B, is, you know, we've got all of these mapped out, and then you get to the very point of the things you hate, but I kind of like those ones and I've brought <laughs> Google back in again. <laughs>
0: like Legends of Tomorrow yeah Uh, (laughs) or Rise I
1: agree with you Rise yeah
0: but um, this could be as I said this could be the last of the the, the Godzilla Monsterverse um,
1: If if it delivers films definitely won't be
0: Would you want them to continue with this? Do you want them to reboot? What would you do? I don't, would you I don't to? think
1: it matters. You know, the whole point of it is just they're just fun movies. I, okay, I'm saying this as someone slightly outside of this, but you know, the, the, the continuity and the nuance of that's we just care about the big monsters fighting. I think the fact that they've gone mega huge is really exciting. Uh, the fact that they're fighting each other's with well, yep. you know, hollow earth, whatever, <laughs> who cares? Monarch. <laughs> I mean, whatever. that
0: was that all good. I w- I was fine with monarch. That that didn't bother me at all. Hollow Earth doesn't actually bother me because it's just a plot device as to how yeah. they get around so quickly, um, and why no one noticed any of them. So I I'm I'm fine with that because it all just kind of um, you know, it's it it's your MacGuffin that gets you past where you need to be, um so yeah none of that bothered me the the big thing i would have against them rebooting is the pain of them trying to redesign godzilla again and you know we we struggle with this we know we struggle with this we we had all of the um the the fat godzilla conversations when this design first came out um it, it yeah i i i like this design it's not the neatest of designs but it's not bad so um i just yeah i don't want to have to go back to watching it again
1: it, it, it's hmm. fine design it again. there's nothing wrong with with the design there's a great um youtube video the channel's called um Animated, and they do sort of you know the evolution of so this looks like the evolution of like robocop or the evolution of um the different iron man suits. And they've got a really good episode on the evolution of Godzilla. So all his cinematic, uh, cinematic looks. Uh, so even the like really subtle things mm. from, essentially when they even use the same bodysuit from one to the other, but they painted the the tips of his, of his nails or whatever uh, that it goes through. Um, and yeah, you know it it meets the themes of all all the older ones. It does look like a Godzilla recognisably, but it looks fucking scary and huge and world ending. And that's all you need. I've always loved that
0: in the the Godzilla film, the, the current Godzilla films, he gives yeah. no fucks about humans, in the same way that we give very little fucks about ants.
2: Oh. That's what we are to him, anyway. So, but can, can I ask a question? What what sort of, I mean, obviously, I don't want to spoil it for the listeners, but Godzilla does have powers. So,
0: telekinesis. Yeah.
2: So, in in the Netflix um, three parts, he had um, telekinesis. He had. Um... Oh.
0: Does he really have telekinesis? T- I
2: was I was trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Is it telekinesis? Well, he's he's. Now you're going to okay.
1: get me. <laughs> sorry, <he just laughs> the the breath, the the fire <laughs> breath, right? The laser.
2: No, it's not. It, it... So it's got kind of like an atomic blast yeah, so, kind of thing. Not just a fire breath, but he can kind of resonate, yeah, can't it? Yeah, and then his he, his spikes on his back.
1: That's just like Charlie's choppers, isn't it? is not that That's like when Cylons up? get horny? <laughs> <laughs> Random reference. Okay. Well, I've, I've
0: I've seen number six. I I, I can understand Cylons getting horny. And, at number um, six.
1: His tail had um, a face once. Really? Yeah, this is one of the older ones. But randomly, like, his tail was sort of alive.
2: Oh, he's a lizard. I suppose his tail can drop off. And become someone different?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I saw, I saw the, um, I was going to say action figure. Bob's with the are barely action figures. But I saw that
0: the... <laughs> Well, the new yeah. ones. The new ones aren't bad. Um... Yeah, I, I mean they've always kind of you know he he's he is the Superman of of this mm. universe, so they've always kind of you know, and now he can do this, um, and to a degree it's whatever they need to to move the story on, isn't it? Um, uh, and that's what they've kind of done in this universe with all of the the Titans in the sense that they all have kind of these relationships and and you know they can they can kind of you know team up in certain ways so. You know Mothra was um, not a goodie from from my memories, but uh, uh, was definitely in yeah. King of Monsters. So it's uh, it's a weird kind of um, setup. So I guess it's it's kind of whatever. I, I liked the fact that he's he's always been kind of an allegory for um, uh, ecological issues. So you know, in, in the original in Japan, it was you know a story that was trying to work through. You know the the dropping of the A bomb and Hiroshima mm. and all of that, and you know that irradiated kind of impact on the environment and on the, the the fish life and and everything in the area. And then even in the current films, it's very much about ecology and the planet and natural balance and and things like that. Um So yeah, it's it, it's quite interesting, but it's um it'll be interesting to see whether they can find more stories to tell on this or whether this is kind of the final frontier for the Godzilla stories. And speaking of the final frontier, <laughs> um, Star Trek is having quite the renaissance in uh, 2020 and 2021 um, with uh, Picard that we have talked about Uh, lovingly and also slightly disappointingly at points, um, with Discovery just wrapping Series 3, and with Lower Decks coming on to Amazon Prime uh, Friday just gone. Um, Now, T, as you are the the out-and-out Star Trek fan amongst all three of us, um, we'll start with B. What have you... Uh, what's been your take on Discovery and where you've been so far on Lower Decks?
2: Um, I, I I liked certain elements of Discovery. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit disappointed at the ending. Um, I thought it was a bit wishy-washy and it could have been so much more. Um, he, he had his good bits. It certainly wasn't as good as season one and season two um season three left me wanting a bit more um it lacked something i can't 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 tell you what it did have great great episodes you know um yeah it it just it just didn't flow for me to be honest
0: What, have you got any idea of what you would have wanted to see more
2: of? Um, I think, I don't know, about Michael's character. Um, it just didn't, I don't know. She, I was a bit more annoyed with her, mm-hmm. to be honest, as a character. She, she, It just didn't, it just, I found her annoying. There you go, said it. <laughs> Um
1: so I agree with T, how did you I, I was gonna to start by going agree, with, agree with all of that and then and then you start ragging on Michael and then I'm not I'm not <laughs> up for any of that. Leave my Burnham alone. Um no yeah, I, I agree, B it was probably the weakest of the three seasons. Um I, I like what they did. I like that they went way, way, way into the future. Um because now you're free and you're, you know, you're not stuck on this whole, oh, at some point they're going to have to make everyone forget about this or something's going to happen. So none of this works with all the timeline stuff. Um, and it's gone, you know, it's kind of, it's gone uh, a ridiculous distance into the future where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you picked a thousand years, we picked 10,000 years, you know, it's just gone. It's fine. Um, and that's just opened you up to some new interesting visuals. It's opened you up to, you know, nice callbacks like we got with sort of the, the, the Voyager. Um, And then there's little subtle updates of technology and stuff like that as well. Um, um, I thought it started off really strong. Like that first episode was fucking amazing. The second episode was really good. Um, And I thought, I think that's maybe the problem of this season anyway. They had a lot of good setups and just couldn't really do anything with it. I thought the, you know, the main villain, whose name I've already forgotten. uh, Does anyone remember? Yeah. Uh, Emerald the Chain. That's what chain. I remember. Um, mm. You know, they, they, were, they were setting up this like big dramatic reveal of who it is, and then she took her hood off, and it was just a person. <laughs> like, it was not some massive character it was reveal that we're Sorry? It was She Hulk. Yeah, it was just She Hulk.
2: Closer mm. to Gamora, yeah. wasn't it? Different
1: shades. Anyway. Uh okay. so yeah, and I and I think, you know, then they start they had that amazing episode with her and the Admiral and, you know, the debate of you know whether Starfleet essentially gets sucked into the Emerald Chain and the whole thing around, you know, throwing each other off balance, the negotiations, that oh, it's it's made of our shit, the anger, all of that stuff. Um and then that sort of fell apart when she just became like a blatant baddie right at the end of it, I just want to kill people and just fuck off. Um you know, I liked had lots of really fun moments, like you know, the the Die Hard episode, Burnham running around the Discovery. All that was really cool. But I had yeah. some really like stupid moments where, I mean, I don't I, t- I, t- I, t- I don't really understand the the size of a starship, but you know, it is what ninety five percent like turbo lift space now. <laughs> like he did, you know, he didn't have to do that. It didn't really benefit anything, or even why you had to eject the warp, warp core before you jumped out, because all you were doing is really killing that ship and you didn't really have to kill that ship. So it had a lot of really like random, stupid bits. It had a lot of really fucking cool bits. Overall, this season was very good at setups, but kind of bad at, at delivering and finishing them off.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I agree with a lot of that. Um, I Overall, I enjoyed it, uh, and I thought it was very good, but... Um... Uh, there's Georgiou's stuff. I thought, oh, was, yeah. I, I loved Georgiou as a character. I loved her, just random, you know, just like, you know, absolutely just yeah. violent for the sake of it, you know, kind of nature. Um, so it was sad to see her go. I, I, the the Terra Prime episodes, I felt really out of place and, and, you know, I didn't really feel it needed to be a two-parter and didn't feel it needed to really kind of do a lot of it. Um uh I I love um mm. Book as, as part of the crew. Um and his cat his his love of, of <laughs> his cat grudge. She's a queen. Um even to yeah, even down to the you know the final fight, his final fight of the season and you know that fighting through and um you know wonder how much how much of this we'd cover with your that fat cat of yours. And that's kind of the the power up line for him to kind of kick him out the, the transport like she's ah queen, um I I felt was, you know quite well earned because it's kind of just something, absolutely, you know he's been linked to all the way through, I felt less comfortable about he's an empath and therefore he can speak to the mycelial mm-hmm. network yeah, and he can move convenient. people around,
2: yeah,
1: um, it just occurred out of nowhere. And, Which... you know, I mean, fuck's sake, they didn't figure that out earlier. Actually, an empath could do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, I get that science has not been developing. That, that no. was a good line. The whole thing about science has been stagnant for a little while. Um, so the future isn't that futuristic and there's, there are issues. But still, it was weak.
0: It was. It was. And, I, you know, I, I liked the science has been stagnant for a little while because you've got some bits that, you know have obviously jumped and moved on like for instance the the morphing ships and, and all the rest of it and then you've got other bits that because of the lack of dilithium because of the fear of the burn and what it was and what it might be again yeah. no one wants to kind of really push because you know we, we we tried and we got too big and we got too clever and we got too close to the sun and our wings melted and everyone died and now we're stuck kind of thing um Uh, So, yeah, there were bits of it I really liked. There were bits of it that I wasn't sure of. I don't know how I feel about us ending with Michael being the captain. Um, It felt like a long way around for that, especially considering her, her journey all the way through was whether she was going to be Starfleet or not. And, you know, it looked as if her learning was that, you know, Starfleet stands for a lot, but there's a lot you can do outside of Starfleet. Um, so it was just an interesting kind of setup, I think.
1: Again, you know, because um, it, it, she'd earned it at the end of season two, right? She could have had it then, and then you you yeah. started season three, and he said, "Oh look, she's been off for a year, and this year has really fucked her up. Um, so her, she's not going to be able to set step into the captain's job because stuff's happened this year. Unfortunately, this stuff happened off screen, and that's a bit weird. You've gone backwards for no reason." And that growth back in that wasn't a clear journey.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's the bit. It 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 just felt, you know, the year that she's been furthest away from Starfleet, and and all of the bits that were were captain, and it was all about you know her her um, uh, redemption from her being in charge on the what was the ship it's at the very Shenzhou. beginning? The, the Shinto or Shenzhou? Um, You know, and she made a choice there that, that was horrific and it's earning her, not only earning her way back in to consideration, but yeah. earning her faith in herself back because, you know, if I'm in that position and all of that comes through, then how do I trust myself not to make the same mistake again? So, um, yeah, I mean
1: it. It it felt too neat at the end. I think it was um, a big rush to wrap up everything, including I thought the reasons for the burn. Like, yeah, that's was wishy washy. I
0: felt I felt quite. Yeah, I, you know, I, a child's. Yeah. I mean, some of that stuff was really powerful. I, I, I was, um, I was, when
1: I was thinking about the mother making the holiday program, you know. That that was just that was really yeah,
0: and the uh, the outside yeah. never came. Yeah. No, I, I thought was that, yeah, that
1: stuff was amazing. It didn't um, need to be the reason for the burn. That would have been great on its own. Um, and there were just so many more interesting things they could do. Given that this is a show that's had time jumps and parallel universes and um, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the 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 data from I forgot what's called the the star data the sport data. The sphere day. The sphere. You know, there were just, just so many fun yep. things you've set up that you could have done for the burn
0: and nanotech ser- terminators and yes. yeah and 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 you know a lot of what you've just talked about happened in the last 13 episodes. So that's not even you know in yeah. the in the history of the show it has had, but you know in the in the episodes mm-hmm. leading up to this one it has had um, all of that. So uh, yeah, it just it just felt a little bit kind of um, yeah, it didn't feel like it had to be the entire
1: story. Um, I am glad they wrapped up where they went with it. You know, I feel that's Um, one thing I do feel like. You know what, this is done. Uh, Season three isn't going to be the best season of Discovery and Discovery's run. Let's move on and do something new and different. And and it does feel new and different because you got Burnham as captain and. You got new uniform I mean, I don't love the new uniforms, but you've got new uniforms, it's gonna feel different.
0: Yeah, I mean I didn't mind the new uniforms, but I know what you mean. Um, and it was well, and yeah, and it was that kind of, you know, I quite liked that the Discovery were the crew from yeah. the Discovery were a little bit out of space and time. And now they're kinda of not. Um so so yeah it kind of loses some of that i think um but uh, you know i thought i thought it was good i thought it was um it, it, it's far better than i expected it to be when i heard about discovery originally um so uh yeah it, it I, I think it's still um one worth watching and i think it's already been recommended by um it has already been recommended by T it's it's uh, back in October. My favorite trip. Um, so know, it... it
1: hasn't beat DS9 yet, but I think it could happen. <laughs>
0: Which was your recommendation the week before Star Trek Discovery? Um, no, and and for that it needs that kind of character gravitas because I think you know for me by season three of, Disco- of DS9, it hadn't it hadn't reached mm. that that level yet um, yeah. until Cisco goes bald VS9's um, not quite
1: I think that's true of all me. TNG seasons um, 1 and 2 are hard to get through um, all of Voyager was fairly hard to get through but it does get better towards the end uh, and you
0: know the, the TNG stories and the um the bizarreness of their monster of the week style episodes um, is something that's quite well lampooned in the latest Star Trek uh, franchise, um, uh, Lower Decks. So all 10 episodes dropped on Friday on Amazon prime, um, mm-hmm. half hour ish each. And, um, T, I how are you really feeling about Lower Decks? I
1: really wanted to kind of, you know, have something to enjoy on and on and on. And I just couldn't have binged the whole thing in, like, two days. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's I don't know. For me, it had this perfect mixture of just being, like, funny as a show on its own, but also, you know, with, with all the callbacks and reference, and, and it's so intense. Like, there's so many. You probably miss, you know, three-quarters of them. Um, and I can't imagine how, you know... Yeah. Hopefully, it still lands if you're not a Trekkie and you're not getting all the references and things like that. Um, you know, it's it's. I mean, it's in the animation style of Rick and Morty, and it feels a bit like Rick and Morty where you, know, you pick up mm-hmm. everyone. Doesn't it? Um But yeah, it does. It's just so, it's it does. so good. So I don't do anything. So I don't spoil anything for B. B. How far along are you?
2: Um, I've seen up to episode five. I'm okay. halfway, halfway through.
1: through. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, and you know, it's about. Um, The C-list staff members of a C-list ship. So how am I not going to love
0: it? You know, and that's that's part of the humour all the way through. Is you know, well, this is the sort of stuff that they'd send the Enterprise to and and stuff like that. They understand their 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 role. They started
1: it, you know, get Um, ready for second contact. It's just so good. (laughs) <laughs> There's also, um, I think, a time frame it's set in. So it's, um, it's interesting because, um, in, in my mind, you know, this time period is the current time period. If you know what I mean, because this is where TNG, DS9, Voyager, and you know, all the films have been. Yeah. Um, and Discovery is a prequel. Enterprise has been a prequel, and now Discovery is so far ahead, it doesn't matter. It's just nonsense years. Um, so this is weirdly current Star Trek, this is the most accurate version. So a ship that shows up, you know, in um, in Lower Decks has now been added to my catalogue of ships, to my internal memory alpha. Um,
0: yeah, and it does it, it does play very much in that universe and, it, you know, it talks about Picard and, you know, him becoming part mm. of the Borg and Q yeah. and... Um, uh, and and Riker and Troy and you know various other characters along the way. Um, Kirk is yeah. is referenced quite heavily, as is Spock. Um, there's an incredibly great joke um, uh, later on, where um, the, um, uh, the, the the commander, the, the, the number two, whose name I can't remember now,
1: yeah,
2: yeah um, begins with an R.
0: Yeah, that that yeah, I wanted to say Rooker or something, but I'm not quite sure. Um, but um, he he talks about the the wonderful experiences of the the of the original Enterprise, the Kirk Enterprise, and you know it felt like they were meeting a new alien race every week and all the rest <laughs> of it. And, you know, those TOS uh, era really got into. Um, in, we really got into uh, some some interesting stories. And someone pulls him off and goes, TOS? And, and as, a, as a fan, we know that stands for the original series. Um, but he goes, yeah, you know, it's, it's the era I like to call those old scientists. You know, Spark and Bones. Um, it was all about the science. Mm. And it was just, it knows where it lives. And it does it with... um. It doesn't do it without. It kind of gently pokes fun at, but still has reverence for the, the awesome universe it plays. Be, right? it. So whilst it kind of, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the Orville. I've always said, or you know, it 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 swings too much from parody and homage, and it can't quite find the line between. And I think Lower Decks does a far better job of. And it might mm. just be because they can directly reference that and, and talk about that but you know it it it, it holds all the ideals of star and you know what the the what they're trying to do and the missions and the importance of all of that but still manages to find a way of of you know thumbing its nose at, at the history of star trek and you know the adventures and some of the stupidity of the the, the stereotypes that have been built into Star Trek for, you know, decades. Um, Yes. My favourite two were the last two. And um, this isn't a spoiler, but the the last, the penultimate one um, plays heavily into (laughs) the films of Star Trek. And I love the fact that even yes. with the animation,
1: everything's oh got
0: a fucking lens flare on it. Jay. It's just
1: the um... so brilliantly <laughs> really, really done Hopefully, it's not a spoiler, but, um, just the sequence of when they're looking at the ship, being fitted. <laughs> it was just so long, like so needlessly oh, yeah. long
0: just him driving him him flying round and round and round (laughs) and them all just getting teary-eyed over it and it it is it it's you know it's the beautiful thing that the the you know is part of every film when you first see the ship and they do that kind of like reveal um and the swelling music and all the rest of it but yeah it just and it really kind of again you know just just Kind of shows the ridiculousness of that moment in real life in the sense of this is the shuttle just doing loops and loops and loops and the most bizarre angles and you know round and round around because they're just marveling at the beauty of this ship. Um, yeah, it though those two were my favorites too. Um, but um, yeah, I, I
1: it, it felt as if you know, it I found its improved quite quickly so well. Um, where you've got Classic music, you know the Star Trek, the fan, <laughs> all of that hmm. stuff, and you got all of that feeling bubbling up, and then they come across the Romulans fighting the Borg, and go, nope, and run out, run out of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bump into the the mountains as they're flying too close and lose power. Go past with with all like the time, some some the music playing, sucking and the on the flying engine. Away, a yeah, it is so good. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's. It's. Um. I. I thought it was very well done. Uh, B. How are you finding it? Five episodes. It's in?
2: okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's okay. Oh. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not finding it hugely funny. Um, it's. It. It very much is like a, a, a show for for Trekkies, um, because as T was saying, and and you've said yourself, there's loads and loads of different references. Um. And if you're yeah. not a huge Star Trek fan, then you know you you might not understand why that is
1: funny. Yeah, I mean, actually, um, what we're just talking about now with the how long they spent on the looking at the ship, I can imagine just thinking, "Okay, yeah. let's move on. It's a short episode. Give me the next joke."
2: <laughs> yeah, it's twenty-four minutes. Come on. <laughs> um, it, it it it's it's good. It's good. There are some funny bits. Um. I I like the tongue-in-cheek of it. I like how, um, um, you know, how they rip off different characters uh, from the original um, shows, if you like. Um, You know, I love right in the beginning where um, I can't remember the character's name, but the science officer um, is coming onto the ship Mm -hmm. and as the doors open... There is a character there, and they've got um oh my God, what's his name with uh-huh. the glasses uh yeah they they've got the same kind of spectacles um which you know yeah. it's someone who who possibly is not a big trekkie fan um may not pick up on things like that um you know the contraband stuff that um they talked about in in second contact um you know it's it's some people might not understand you know some of the history behind it because there was loads of easter eggs in there which referenced earlier shows um from the original star trek stuff yeah. um, it's 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 good i think um yeah
0: as i said i think i, I the last two episodes were my favorite so um do persevere and uh, i think i think you'll like the last two because um, I, I've seen all of the films, I haven't seen all of the episode TV episodes, um, and I, I I feel that you're you're similar in regards to more film than than TV, especially the later ones. So I, I think you'll enjoy those two quite a lot. So um, yeah, I I okay. I'd suggest you you keep oh, well, going. Oh, with well. Um. And then the last one that is uh, coming through or being rumoured um, <laughs> is
1: War. Come on! Michael Gordon wants to be in everything. I love it. Of course he does.
0: He apparently has the script ready to go. <laughs> um, so this is... His, his pitch for this is that it's within the Picard timeline. Um, and that it's picking up the Klingon view. Um, So the Klingon universe, Dalton explained that the Klingon universe is just like the Federation. They have their own worlds and societies uh, that they own, but they do it in a brutal way. Um, And so they have to go out to every one of these worlds and either give them the freedom to try to work with them, which is something uh, that's um, difficult for the Klingons. Um, uh, since Worf opened his big mouth and said that's what we needed to do, talking about how he's come back from the Federation and, and kind of has a different way of doing it, uh, then they, the Klingon Empire, say okay, then you're the guy that has to go out to all these worlds and every world is different. Some worlds are rebelling, some worlds want to be part of the Klingon Empire, some worlds wants to be independent and so every episode is that. So it's 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 Ranger mm. Worf. Going out to various worlds. Um, he talks about it being fairly Shakespearean <laughs> in points.
1: Experience, um, experience. It in the original. Uh, film. But,
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, how would you feel <laughs> about Warf?
1: You series? know, I was thinking. Um, I wonder if Jonathan Frakes has done more star trek than michael dawn with um with all the cameos in also picard and you know ending enterprise and all of that stuff and i wonder if michael <laughs> dawn's getting jealous <laughs> and suddenly he wants to own show Now uh, i'm a big fan of ds 9 wolf so i'm a big fan of wolf where he went i thought you know his showing up in nemesis was really stupid why the hell is he back in uniform why the hell is he hanging around this crew again because hey you know what He's a fucking badass who's gone off to join the yep. Klingon Empire and change up things and do things. Um, I think season one of Discovery did a lot of Klingon stuff. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily the best part mm. of season one of Discovery. Yep. And I feel a bit Klingoned out uh, in that sense. Because um, we got to see the growth of, or well, not the growth, but we got to see the inner workings of the Empire. We got to see, um, you know, the different houses and all come together, all of that kind of stuff, and it was all, you know, it was fine. I don't need more of that. So I'm a fan of Wolf. So if it's just a Wolf show, fine, that's cool. If it's more Klingon Empire stuff, uh, I don't think we need it. Um, Wolf plays the sort of straight man, so you'd need that kind of, you know, person for him to play off. I think. Uh, I think, which is why I think he works so well on DS Nine with with and Quark and, and, and all those guys. Um, it's fine. It's not what I would look for in the next Star Trek, you know, show. But if that's what they want to do, fine.
0: Doesn't sound like it's one that T's <laughs> recommending. Um, but let's talk about what we are going to recommend before we have a conversation about One Division Episode Three. So, uh, similar to last week, and probably what is going to be our format for a little while longer until either um, One Division finishes or we get bored of it, whichever happens first, probably it finishes. Um, We are going to do our recommendations and then have a uh, fairly open conversation about One Division. So, if you have not watched One Division episode three yet um, and are planning to, then um we will do our recommendations and then wish you farewell uh, until next week Uh, and if you are hanging around then please join in and and continue to share your um theories on what we are seeing but let's start with some recommendations and uh
2: b let's start with you today what would you like to recommend so i want to recommend venom not the movie but the comic books i've already recommended the movie um But the comic books have been absolutely fantastic. Um, Danny Hates has done such an amazing job on this. Um, in fact, his run of on Venom um, is coming to an end shortly. It'll be mm-hmm. issue 200, um, I believe, in March time, um, which will come out, and that will be the last Venom he'll be doing you know hopefully he'll come back um but really he's completely revitalized venom as a comic book hero um yeah so don't want to spoil it for y'all but if you do get the opportunity to to read his run on venom uh make sure you do it has been spectacular um venom as a title in comic book world wasn't really going anywhere um and then Donny Cates took over and really has masterminded its revival. Um, great story, great artwork by Ryan Stegman. Um, give it a go. I think Stegman's coming off as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. On 200? They're, bo- they're both are, yeah.
0: So it's going to be a completely new Venom team, but they have, uh, they have done some very interesting things with the character. Yeah. Um, they've turned him away from... Uh, they've tried to find more to to do with him than just be kind of a Spider-Man clone. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, some really good stuff. Um,
1: T, what are you recommending this week? Do absolutely no one surprise at all. I'll be recommending Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, we've talked about it enough for people to know how much I love it. Um, so go ahead. It's all on Prime. It's all very, very, very bingeable. Very short episodes. 20, 24, 25 minutes each. Uh, and you've got 10 episodes to entertain you. Very, very cool.
0: Um, For all of the reasons we've just talked about. Um, So my recommendation this week, um, I was thinking along the lines of Godzilla, um, but I couldn't pick one particular one to recommend. Um, And I was thinking about, um, you know, the best thing with with big kaiju-style monsters is having a big mech to fight them. Um, but we have all recommend, already recommended um, uh, Pacific Rim um, on this show before. Um, so I've gone for my other favorite giant robot, um, Voltron Legendary Defender oh. on Very Netflix. Good. <laughs>
1: Very good recommendation.
0: Um, eight series in total, um, although the, the length of series variances varies between six and 13 episodes. Um, but it tells the tale of um, five uh, earthlings who find uh, a link to um, mysterious uh, lions lions lions, um, and learn that they are actually a secret weapon to defend the universe uh, against uh, an evil uh, race um, it 's um, real um, good animation you know it, it's quite um in a lot of ways it's quite uh truthful to the original voltron stuff from the the 70s and 80s um uh, but it's been updated nicely um to to build in um so yeah voltron the abs- this is the absolute the
1: absolute best scene <laughs> i think in so with so many scenes is the very very first time they try and combine and form voltron the <laughs> lions just all stand on top of each other. <laughs> it's so good.
0: It it has a good humour to it all the way through. Um and and you know, for a um for that kind of buddy comedy kind of thing, it does it does kind of the oddball combination very well. Um so that is our recommendations for the week. Uh now episode three of Wonder dropped on uh friday we are now into the 70s it is very much brady bunch it is very much three's company it is very much those american style sitcoms um and it's um some interesting developments now last week when we were talking about this i was saying that the press pack had three episodes released to do them to, to talk about and review and and uh, write about um and we speculated that that might be because at the end of that third episode it gave you something that started to kind of formulate a little bit of what this is and i feel that's not far off the truth um after watching episode three we saw um the outside world um and we started to get a little bit of an understanding not much, maybe, but of uh, what we are playing with here um b how did you find episode three
2: um, it was It was really good I, I I loved it i I loved the references, I loved all the Easter eggs that were dropping in, which you know i don't know if if it answers our our, our theories or just ask more questions. Um, I loved, I loved the last 10 minutes more because it it kind of, it it kind of snapped out of this dreamlike state that everyone's in. Um, Yeah. It's really hard to describe. I mean, you know, the references to to the outside world are are really really good. Um, West View, Wonder Vision, you know, WMV again. Um, Geraldine uh, being thrown out, you know. The idea was, you know, I can't remember the character's name, um, Agnes, and who's the neighbour? Sorry, Herb is it? Herb, yeah. They're, they're talking and they're kind of alluding to the fact that um Geraldine is doesn't belong in there but yet yep. when she's talking to Wanda she's in the little bit of a trance so uh, I I don't know if 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 Wanda is creating this or whether someone is doing this to Wanda. Um you know, I I, I don't know. It it's it's for me the, 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 you know, the third episode had more questions than, than answers.
0: Yes, I'd agree. But it, it, it's starting to generate yeah, questions yeah, rather than just what the fuck am mm, I watching? Yeah, um, Which is kind of where we had been on the last two is, is, you know, this is cool and we enjoy the aesthetic and we enjoy the joke. But, you know, when do we start working out what this series actually is?
2: Mm. Mm. I mean, you know, the... the... See. Sorry, go on. Okay. No, go on. No, I was going to say, you know, it it's it certainly has sort of whetted the, epi- the the appetite to know more, and you know, you know, fr- bring on Friday again.
1: Okay. I, I think they should have dropped all three episodes for us as well. Um, although there, there's a part of me that's glad they didn't, in that we got to have that fun conversation of of last week. But yeah, certainly last week there was I was there going, I know there's a limited runtime. We get it. you could have done all this in in a couple of minutes. you know nothing's really building here. Uh, and now it's building and now it's exciting. Um, and now it's big questions and, and all of this. So um, I'm in, you know, I was in anyway but I am really, really in, I'm really, really excited for the next week's episode. I I absolutely can't remember what the theory was last week, but, um, (laughs) but, you know, certainly feels like it is wonder creating, you know, she's taken over some kind of small town and you can imagine she, so she's grown up in Sokovia and gone through all this trauma and, um, you know, having also grown up in a different country, I know that you often get American media a lot later, um, than is uh, aired in America. So I can imagine her actually seeing, you know, growing up on things like Dick Van Dyke show and and Bewitched and stuff like that. And then she's just trying to create this kind of idyllic life. And she's taken either sort of taken over an innocent town or it's just uh, in a a patch of land in the middle of nowhere. Um, And, uh, you know, I really like, who was it that got kicked out? I forgot her name in the show. Geraldine. Geraldine. You know, I I, I like that sort of sudden contrast of, you know, all the people I've created have a backstory and a house and a job and a, a relay and it's all very superficial, but they have something. And this other character who's walked yeah. in, I've not created a backstory for her. And my characters with backstories are noticing that this person doesn't have a house. A bit like in in Inception, where they start to notice where your, you know, your subconscious starts to notice the um the external things, um, and that makes vision's presence in there even more interesting because i think maybe there's something beyond vision being just another thing that she's generated you know uh, if we think back to uh infinity war um uh, banner very clearly says you know vision is a mixture of uh, wonder is a mixture of the stone and a mixture of stark and banner and, and all their input uh and, and and of jarvis you know it's multiple things um and I wonder if there's aspects of that in the vision in this, which is beyond just something Wonders created, you know, are there aspects because she gets her powers from the same stone, Other aspects of that, that that's come in, you know, is there sort of leftover Jarvis tech that's able to come in, um, you know, is there leftover Ultron mm-hmm. tech, which, which is part of this, that somehow come in, you know, I think there is, I'm really excited to find out what's going on with Vision, um, and I'm willing to sort of yeah, yeah. I'm really glad that we get we've got this mystery un- unwinding as we go through.
0: And the mystery is something they're playing in. So you know, Geraldine or, or Monica Rambeau, as we know she really is, um, is is cast out because she brings in the conversation of yes. Ultron when 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 Wanda reflects back on the fact that as the mother of twins she was a twin and pietro her brother
1: why why did monica rambo um, bring that in do you think was it a slip did it suddenly occur to her you know is she under the spell when she's in there
0: so my logic is that the reason she has no home the reason she has no job the reason she has no family and the reason why when she's kicked out she's still in the 70s clothes is because she is someone who has gone in to try to build a rapport and Mm -hmm. snap Wanda out of whatever she's in so she wants to kind of get Wanda to realize that this isn't reality and she needs to kind of power down and come back to them so my thing is that she hasn't got any of those things because she actually lives outside of Westview in the military estates that has been built up around this and the perimeter that has built up around this things like the sword necklace are for them to track and monitor where she is and what's going on so that she can kind of try to bring them, bring monitor, she can try Mm -hmm. and talk wander down basically. And in that moment of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a twin and, you know, thinking about Pietro and her Sokovian, Mm -hmm. accent coming back in because she's not projecting the American Mm -hmm. accent or all the rest of it. She saw a moment that she could connect with Wanda and therefore reached out to try and get her to realize that, you know, reality isn't this, um, and wasn't, uh, expecting Wanda to, to kick her out in the way that she did, um, very forcefully. Um, and I suppose the part on that goes to, you know, the um, the conversation of uh, Agnes and Herb saying, you know, um, she doesn't have a family. She doesn't have this. She doesn't have that. And, um, you know, because we're well, you know, we're and Agnes stops yeah. Herb from saying it. But it's, it, what was that next word going to be? Was it going to be trapped? Mm. Was it going to be dead? Was it going to be not real? What what is it that they are? Are they are they all figments of Wonder's imagination? Are they all? Well, are they the residents of this town that have been forced to play this
2: marionette style show? Yeah, because I mean, the, the doctor said as such, isn't it? When when they when Vision was about to take, what well, offered to take him home, and outside he said that, "Oh, I'm not really." I don't think I'm going to be able to escape the town or something like that because there were yeah you can't escape small towns or something. Um, so you know I think I think the word is trapped that he would have been saying Herb. Um, but you see I'm not sure. so sure if if Wanda's doing this or if someone's manipulating Wanda or because in episode two I'm quite clearly the radio says who is doing this Wonder who is doing this Wonder. Or yep. who's doing this to you, Wanda. Or something to that effect. Yep, yep. So I don't know. I, I'm still not bought the bought into the idea that Wanda's manifested That's all this.
1: Be. It's being done to her maybe to explore the length of the, the you know, basically uh, expand her powers. This could be the whole, you know, basically trying to get Jean Grey to turn into Phoenix, right? We've never understood
0: yeah i was thinking it's, it mm-hmm. could be very mastermindy
1: in the way that it's projected and worked through and if she can manifest life so whether she is you know whether the town is a cemetery and she's just you know taking those names and you know whether the twins she created are now actually alive um
0: interesting. now interestingly you, you quite a while ago now um off-air, I think it was, probably. Um, T, you were telling us a story about someone you knew who went and saw a casting call for mm-hmm. Young, Young Avengers. And one of the reasons why you knew it was the Young Avengers is because of the, the character description of right. Wiccan and Hultling. Wiccan being Billy. one of Wanda's twins. Yeah. So, Yeah, so it is kind of, you know, are they going to work through? We know that time moves Mm -hmm. funnily here. Um, But we do have Billy and Tommy. We do have...
1: um, Is it Speed and Wiccan? I can't can't remember Tommy's name. I think it is Speed.
0: It's something quite basic though, isn't it? Um, We know we've got Stature, who's been recast after uh Cassie Lang's view in uh oh, game yeah. so it does look as if we've got young avengers yep um so yeah we do have <laughs> the young avengers starting to form um, so yeah they, it might be that they live beyond this in some form you know we were talking about um, um
1: the amazing thing about the MCU which and it can do something which the even the comics have never done because the comics always you know you still will forever have Bruce Wayne as Batman and you might go you know into the next but he'll always kind of come back and he come back to the original characters with the MCU for the first time because actors age and it sort of has to take place in real time if the MCU goes on for long enough the Batman will genuinely have to be passed on and not for Steve Rogers to suddenly come back and be the next you know yeah. uh, Tony Stark, be the next leader
0: well I mean, it depends though, because you're right, except what you're talking about is uh, Mm. Chris Evans Steve Rogers, not someone else's Mm. Steve Rogers. Because, you know, does the name Steve Rogers get passed down like James Bond has been passed down, like Bruce Wayne has been passed down?
1: Um, But in those, you know, or or do you kind of go with that, you know, it's whereas the MCU is still one story. So that's what I mean, as long as this continuity keeps going rather than them saying, okay, we're now Mm. restarting and you get a new Tony Stark. You know, um, we could really actually see what happens. We could see a generation down the line. You know, the MCU, I think, is still looking for its next. It hasn't really defined necessarily who its next central lead character is going to be.
0: No, I agree. I agree. But
1: I, I think
0: that they could, if they wanted to, reintroduce Steve Rogers' cap because you know they've had two Hulks in the MCU even without the actors
1: they've closed those stories really beautifully you know that's, that's, that's the cool thing yep. about it I think yep. it's not just the actors of age but um, you know Tony Stark and, and Steve Rogers have had the ultimate endings you're not going to do those any better
0: Yes, absolutely, and and they've earned those bows. They really did earn those bows.
1: It's great. It's great. I, I feel like you know, I, in 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 a comic book, when you pick up and it's like, this is the next Justice League or this is the next Avengers, you know, it's going to last for for an arc or two before the originals come back again. And I just feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You'll be lucky if it's a year, and hey, you might genuinely see right. This is the next Avengers. You know, the the Young Avengers could actually be. You know, I, I think if the um. If the Sony Marvel deals weren't sort of going through all their sort of complications, it was definitely setting up to be um, uh, our Peter Parker to be the next lead. And, you know, it's clearly going to have to go mm. a, a different way, potentially.
0: So, going back to Wonder Vision very quickly, the bit that I'm paying attention to and don't know about yet is Agnes's brooch. So everything else in the clothing changes, Mm -hmm. but Agnes's brooch continues to be Agnes's brooch throughout the years. Okay, I've noticed that. and it's just—it's an interesting um, constant Mm. when nothing else is.
1: Which we were talking about, Agnes and um, Mephisto. Last week, so do you still sort of think that's
0: mm-hmm. that's a possible direction for this? I'm I'm not sure yeah. if they've done enough to introduce Mephisto. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the Agnes brooch is because I've not got a clear enough view on it to see, but it it just struck me.
1: It looks out okay. of place
0: in her outfit this week. And and that's what made me realize yeah. it's the same brooch that has been on all of it. Um, and everyone else is having very strong costume changes. So the fact that this, this piece of jewelry continues to stay with her is interesting. Mm.
2: I think Agnes has got a bigger role to play in all this still somewhere along the line. her and her ralph which you know who we still haven't seen interestingly i mean she's you know she made the point that geraldine hasn't got a home a job family children a house yet she's got ralph at home but who is ralph
0: Hmm. i think it's going to keep us on our toes for a few more weeks yet so um I would expect, um, given our, given Paul Bettany's uh, discussion on um, the impact of Episode Four, um, I expect we have a lot to talk about next week. Excellent. So let us do that. Let us get back together again this time next week to talk about more things geeking in, including the updated One Division theories that we may or may not have. Um, until then. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for getting involved and uh, telling us everything going on at Geeking in Pod. Um, And uh, look after yourself. And we shall speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Cheerio.